Hello and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say. We are very happy to be here. I am your host as always, Jessica Carter-Ogle. And with me as always is my handsome co-host, Stephen Ogle. Hey, how are we doing everybody? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yep, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanksgiving's in a couple days. But even before that, happy birthday to my best gal. This episode airs on my mom's birthday, November 22nd. So happy birthday, mom. Yeah. We will be celebrating it on Thanksgiving, though. She made a point to say she only wants to celebrate it on Thanksgiving. Yep. She loves having her birthday on Thanksgiving. And when she was little and it would fall on Thanksgiving, it would be like the greatest. So. And and here I thought it was because she didn't want to see us on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. She might not, but my dad would. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are celebrating it on Thanksgiving, which will be fun. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else and I just lost it. I don't know. But yeah, so I think, oh, I think that's part of her tradition of wanting to always host Thanksgiving. I've told you guys before her like very un-Karen, like passive aggressive comment of, sure, you guys can host Thanksgiving sometime. That's fine. It's only my favorite holiday to host, but that's no problem. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh. So... I think that all ties in for her. Thanksgiving is her favorite. So this is a happy Thanksgiving, happy birthday to my mom. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday, Karen. Yes. Mom key in law. Yeah. Mom key in law, as Stephen likes to call her. <laughs> so what's new with us, Stephen? Oh, boy. Uh, we started off a uh, three-day weekend for us we on did. Thursday night. Uh, we started early by having our friend Julie over. Yes. Julie is the one who... I didn't watch like holiday Hallmark. I'm going to just call them Hallmark movies, but they're really any sort of cheesy Christmas movie on any platform nowadays, but just quote unquote Hallmark movies. I hadn't watched in a good 10 years. And when we lived by Julie in 2020, she got me into watching them again. So she came over Thursday to kick off our holiday movie time. Yeah. We we're our goal is to at least do four movies, like one at my house, her house, my house, her house. So yeah, we'll see if we get them all done. Um, but so far we did um, Falling for Christmas starring a one Miss Lindsay Lohan. Oh, boy. I will say, like, it was nice to see her. She's been through a lot. Like, these young, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Lindsay Lohan, like, I can't even imagine what their lives were yeah but it was cheesy it was ridiculous it was awful it was everything you would want it to be it was great so if you like cheesy holiday movies with acting that is like maybe okay i would say watch it yeah and i i saw in an interview this week where she was like oh i'd love to be in a marvel film and i was like yeah none of us want you in a marvel film don't don't do that no don't do that you're not you're not that caliber don't do that maybe you never know (laughs) maybe a dc film That's, that's pretty good. I'm proud of you for that. That was good. Uh, yeah, I could see her up there standing next to The Rock being a superhero. You know, oh, that Black may, Adam that... wasn't even good. So. Oh, boy. There we anyway. go. Well, uh, it was nice, though. So officially this week for both of us, last week for Steven, we don't have to work a full week until the week of January 9th, which is awesome. Woo-hoo. So I, I'm super excited. I cannot recommend enough... I've been recommending it to my buddy Jared for years, and he finally took me up on it, and he did it this year, and I told him, I said, you'll never be the same, you'll never go back, and that is take at least at a minimum 
Save your vacation time for November and December and take every Friday off in November and December. You will thank yourself. You will be happy that you're working four days a week during the holidays at a maximum, and you'll feel more refreshed every weekend. It's so it's such a good thing because the holidays, everybody knows the holidays can be a very stressful time. Yeah. Like we're gonna talk well, about so we're gonna busy. talk about some movies today that are that are Thanksgiving movies. Spoiler alert for everybody to to Say what yes. our entertainment is, but these movies deal with a lot of stressful family stuff, and sometimes it, you know, and they make fun of it. They're mm-hmm. comedies and that sort of thing, but that's a real thing that people deal with every year. And I can't recommend enough. Just t- start taking holidays off when when Halloween's over. Start taking a Friday off every week. Yeah, if you're lucky enough to um, have that, yeah, that ability, do definitely it. do it. Do it. Definitely do it. Now, Stephen says that I always. Uh, um, okay, so here's the thing, people. We have these boards, as you know, <laughs> to give notes to each other. So last week I told Stephen, I said, you are way too loud in my headphones. And he was like, well, why didn't you say anything to me? Uh, and I said, well, you know, you were just talking. I wasn't sure how to do it. I pointed to my headphones and he's like, put it on the whiteboard. So I put it on the whiteboard. I hold it up to him and he's just staring at it. He has no idea what it says. And then he, f- and then there's an awkward pause on this. <laughs> Oh, for the love of Pete. Oh, man. Anyway. I was trying to read or write. He's it got awful. it down a little bit, which is better. Um, but yes, so he always tells me that I steal all his vacation. In the beginning of the year, I plan all his vacation. He never gets to do what he wants. Oh, Yet we did take trips. We did plan vacation. And somehow he still has time available to get all his Fridays at the end of the year. So I don't really know what I did wrong. Speaking of planning my vacation. So we took off. We did Thursday. Then we took off Friday. Yeah. And... I scheduled for myself on Friday to play the video game Last of Us. I mean, he legit played it. It's an eight-year-old game that I've just never played. But when we were in Missouri with Kelly and Wes, Wes and I talked about it, and he was like, oh, dude, you got to play this. And I, I listened to a few podcasts that also talk about video games and comics and stuff, and I've heard a lot of people talk about Last of Us and how the story is really compelling. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. It's like, you know, 19 bucks on Amazon. I bought it, got the remastered version, so it's got all the extra stuff that you don't have, so I don't have to purchase anything or whatever, no extra, what they call DLCs, downloadable content. <laughs> and um, I was like, all right, cool, I'll, I'll play this. And I started at what, like 8.30 on Friday yes. morning? And I got a picture of Jess and Soph sleeping on the sofa while I'm still playing at like 10.30 at night because I basically played until 1 in the morning. Yeah, because he's like, I, he's uh, like, you're taking the day off too, right? I said, yeah, and he's like, I just want to make sure you don't have any expectations of me. I yeah. want to make sure you don't expect anything of me. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I'm taking the day off too because I have a few days left, and it seems silly to take off different days. Like, it, we might as well take off the same days if we're both going to do it. Yeah. If we last minute want to go to lunch together or something, we can, but... I ba- I did baking in the morning. I took so for a stroll. I cleaned out multiple closets. I did laundry. I binge watched about ten episodes of Nine One One. Then I started reading my book, and that's when I fell asleep mid sentence in my book with my book cradled in my arm. Oh my gosh! I I paused my game and 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 took a picture. Now what woke her up to go to bed at about eleven was I was at a portion in the game where I was getting shot at heavily and I was also oh shooting gosh, at someone so heavily. Loud. And I didn't have the surround sound up that loud, but it was probably like the loudest portion of the game yeah. up to that point. Um but yeah I played like two thirds of it. I'm not done. I'll probably finish it this week. Um but man, I 
if if you're a gamer and you have not played Last of Us, uh, ju- it's not too late to jump on board. I, mean, I guess it's there, like being in The Walking Dead. It, yes and no. It follows two characters. It follows um a a, a you're a guy named Joel. Um, it starts with his story and then it fast forwards. It starts at the beginning of what uh, is some sort of infection that takes over, and then it fast forwards in time and you're you're his character. Um, and uh, man, it's it's great. They're making a TV show of it that's gonna come in January, and I was like, well, I can get these two games done in two months. That's not bad. I can do that. Yeah. So goals. It's good to have goals, people. Yeah. Really good. Hey, you know what? Games are. Video games are fun, and the video game, this video game, man, they got a lot of uh, movie sequences and stuff in it that are called cutscenes um, that look so realistic. Watching some of it, like, and I, w- I was like in the kitchen baking, and I had stuck cookies in the oven. I was balancing the checkbook at the table, and then I was like, "Wait a second, what's she doing? Like, what? Uh, wait, what happened? Hold on!" And I would like run in there and be like, "What did they just say?" And I'm like, yep. "Oh my god, I gotta get out of here." Yeah, and literally within the first like five minutes, something you know really bad happens, and then she's like, "Wait a minute, are you kidding me? Did that just happen?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're you're sucked in." I'm like, "I'm out of here, actually," because <laughs> I don't want to sit on the couch on my day off for ten hours watching my husband play a video game. That's a weird level of like codependence that I don't need to be a part of. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> But yeah, so that was Friday. Yeah, which was great because I woke up Saturday and I was like, it's Sunday. In my head, it was Sunday. So today is like a bonus day because today is actually Sunday. Yeah. But all day yesterday, like the mail came and I'm like, what are you doing here? It's, it's Sunday, but it was Saturday. And yesterday <laughs> on Saturday, we went to see Hamilton. Woohoo! I was so excited. I have been wanting to see Hamilton since it came out. Like everybody else, this does not make me unique in any way, but I've been wanting to see it so bad and it was on disney plus last year yep the original in 2020 in 2020 they did the during the pandemic the original broadway cast they recorded it and put it on and they actually recorded it before uh before the pandemic but they put it on during the pandemic yes yeah yeah and it was amazing we both loved it i love the hip-hop of it i love the diversity of it i love the different way of storytelling there it's very unique in terms of the um the way it's done yeah about alexander hamilton if anyone lives under a rock and doesn't know it's about alexander hamilton yeah um and i was just so excited to see it and like as i told you guys i had this coming up i have a bunch of musicals coming up but when it went on sale, I got like the pre-sale notice. And I think I've talked about getting the tickets before, how my app crashed. I needed Steven to get me a card. My armpits were sweating at work because I was so nervous that I wasn't going to be able to get tickets. <laughs> and I got tickets for me and Steven and my mom and dad. We went yesterday and they did not like it. I think that it's maybe not for them. I think they are more play versus musical people. They like some songs, but they like a little bit more speaking. And I will say... Hamilton is fast. Like if you don't yeah. know the story or you didn't watch it on Disney Plus, like Hamilton is fast. That that dialogue is fast. The songs are fast. It is very fast paced. It is very quick. Yeah. Very quick wit. Very fast paced. Um, so I could see, you know, and it's not for everybody, but I loved it. I was like clapping and yelling and like hooting and hollering. Like I loved it. I told Stephen this morning while I was listening to the. Hamilton Broadway recording while meal prepping. I'm just going to look and see if maybe we can get some tickets. Maybe there's a couple tickets available to see it again while it's here. The thing is, uh, I, I'm not a person that loves musicals. Like, uh, like I'm not a huge musical person. But 
Hamilton is absolutely by far the best musical. And I will say why, in my opinion, it is the best musical. My problem with musicals is, is that I, yes, I love superheroes and stuff like that. And I can suspend my disbelief and that's, that's what I can do. And, and, and I can believe in superheroes for musicals. My problem is, is that I have a hard time with, uh, people breaking into song and breaking into choreography and dancing and all this kind of stuff. And then going back to normal, but with Hamilton, it's all singing. Yeah. It's all choreography. So I step into that universe where that's what everything is. It's in song. So for for my, for my money, Hamilton is the best musical I've ever seen. Because for me, I'm stepping into a world that literally it is a musical where everyone sings. And I buy into it immediately. And I, I love the story. Um, I love the, the voices, the songs. I mean, the songs stay in your head for days. Like you mentioned uh, the choreography so just now. Oh man. I thought the choreography was just amazing. Yeah. Like just watching it. I'm like, I, my shoulders are popping in my seat and I'm like, I know I could never move like this, but like, I wish I could like, Oh yeah. You find I your head bobbing it. too. And for those of you who don't know, it was all created by Lin-Manuel Miranda Yep. and he does play Hamilton in the original Broadway, um, run yep. and he's really good. But our, um, the person that played our Hamilton, his name is Pierre Jean Gonzalez. He was phenomenal. He brought Lin Manuel Miranda has a little bit of a higher tone voice. Um, Pierre Jean Gonzalez has a little bit more bass in his, and for me, that just punched Hamilton a little bit more. It it punched like the ferocity of Hamilton and what he's doing. So I'm giving her the evil eye over oh. here because she literally just stole my entire. I agree. Th- that, that's my entire thing that I was going to say about Hamilton. She literally just stole it all. I agreed with you. We both agreed. We talked yep. about it. Yep. She just stole my entire thing. So what I will say is the guy that plays Burr was yes. my favorite part His of the live. Is Jared Dixon. That dude has the best voice on the cast right now for the Broadway of Hamilton. Yeah. His voice is absolutely um, just stunning. Like he hits some notes that just like oh my gosh, like will make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Like yeah. he is phenomenal. What a great voice. I totally recommend um you know Hamilton it's it's a in demand musical. It's not cheap. It costs some money, um, yep. but I think it's worth it. I love it. Worth I would penny. highly recommend it. It is great. And if you've got Disney Plus, I don't know if it's still on there. It is. I would imagine it is. Watch it. I told Stephen, like, I listened to the soundtrack this morning. I intend to watch it on Disney Plus again, and I'm going to see if I can get some tickets because yeah. I just loved it. Like, there are certain musicals, as you all know, I've talked about it. I love Les Mis, Les Miserables, Bon Front Revolution. I have seen that at least five times, and I'm going in January with my mom. I will see Les Mis every single time it comes. One of these times, it's going to be Steven going with me because I'm sure somebody is going to be like, I've seen it with you thrice. I'm not going again, <laughs> and I'm not going by myself. So Steven will see Les Mis at some point in his life, just not in 2023. Ooh. Hamilton is going to be that for me. I will see it every time it comes. There's certain musicals. I'll see Rent every time it comes. Like, there are some that just hit you that the power that they have and Hamilton has that. And like Hamilton's an interesting take on history and characters and yep. you can't help leaving it feeling like, Oh, Aaron Burr, like you could have really, you could have really changed your way you were remembered. Cause you seemed kind of cool. Now, is that just cause Lin-Manuel Miranda made him cool? I don't know. I need to yeah. read up a little bit more on my history. It's been a while since I've been in sixth grade, but 
overall, you of course know about the the story of it, of yeah. America starting, breaking away from the king and all of that, you know. So it, it's amazing. I and and the guy who shows up at playing the king of England is King George. Yes, I, I, both. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, both the Disney Plus and what we saw yesterday, both guys are excellent. Yeah. King Absolutely George is excellent. amazing. Yeah, like uh, that. Jonathan Groff is the guy who plays him on Disney Plus. I I don't have the sheet in front of me for who played him yesterday, but uh, but both guys are excellent. Like very yeah. very comedic. Had their own take um, it's on it. Be Neil Haskell. So shout out to the one who toured in Detroit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They they both have their own take on it. They both do different physical things mm-hmm. to be sarcastic and funny. Uh. It, Man, it's great, and the and the King George songs are absolutely like I woke up this morning singing "You'll Be Back." Like it, I that's woke up my, this was morning thinking I'm not gonna waste my shot, which is yeah. like the big overarching yeah. song. And like so, as I'm meal prepping, I put it on, and Stephen comes downstairs and he's like, "I woke up to hear in the Hamilton soundtrack." I'm yeah. like, "Yep." And that's what like, I was I'm listening thinking to. about getting it on vinyl. Yeah, I was listening to it last night. The I'm not gonna miss yep. my shot. Like, yeah. Oh man, what a great song. And and that's another thing that I will say about Hamilton. My my final thing is that I like that with Hamilton and with Burr with their songs, their hook for their songs show up again later yeah. is just like a small like. I'm not gonna miss my shot. Yeah. Like a whisper thing in the background, and it's like the callback. It'll just—I mean, it just tugs. It's yeah. so cool, man. So it's cool. so good. Like I just loved it. Yeah. And you know what was interesting too, and I don't recall how they did it on Disney Plus. It is one of the only musicals I've ever seen with only an ensemble bow. So at the end, they all stood in a line and bowed. Yeah. But they normally you would all come out individually and then Alexander Hamilton would be the last person. And then you would do an ensemble bow. And I'm, I wanted to look that up to see if that was on purpose to see if like when the musical was created, it was ensemble bow. I've seen probably every musical out there with the exception of maybe two. And I don't ever remember only seeing an ensemble bow. So I don't know what that means if I'm reading into it, but that is not something that I would know much about at all or anything really. So, I have nothing to say to that one. But yes, so we saw him. Yesterday was a long day. So we saw Hamilton at two o'clock. Yep. And then we were hosting the AEW pay-per-view at our house. Oh, boy. So we dropped my parents off at home, went to White Castle because that's what we were catering with. I don't think I've ever purchased White Castle in my entire 40 years of life, but I bought a million sliders yesterday and chicken rings. You know it's good when it comes in the shape of the chicken. Chicken rings. You'll always see little round chicken rings running around yeah. farms and such. <laughs> so I love sliders, man. I probably had 10 of them last oh my night. God. Well, eat some more. There's some in the fridge. Just the thought of eating a slider. Like, my mom's like, what'd you have for breakfast? I was like, egg whites. I will just be eating egg whites for the next few days because no thank you. Yeah, I'll probably have a few more today. I love sliders. They're great. Who am I kidding? I probably will too, but that's so not the point. I don't want to. <laughs> Get him out of uh, my house. Yeah, so uh, we watched uh, the AEW pay-per-view. Um, I can say uh, AEW, they do a pay-per-view every uh, three months, so their pay-per-view tends to be a little bit longer. It starts at The pre-show starts at 7. The real, stro- the real show kicks off we at 8. We had a full house. We had about 8 people, yeah. 7 or 8 people. And it, and it goes till midnight because, like I said, they only do a pay-per-view every three months. They're, like, they're not like WWE where WWE does a pay-per-view every month, so their pay-per-view is only two and a half to three I'm hours. I'm glad they're now on Saturdays. Yes. And I prefer to host AEW because they're till midnight, and like I yeah. want to 
be home. <laughs> yeah, so we watched AEW. Uh, I can say, uh, I guess the two big highlights that I would pull from it for for my for my money, uh, I would say that uh, Tony Storm defending the interim women's championship against Jamie Hader was the best match on the card. Jamie Hader has worked and earned that victory she has worked and earned the right to carry the belt she's worked and earned the fact that she is over she gets a huge reaction yeah. when she comes out i like her i like her because she she feels different to me yes she, she is stands not stands out yeah she's not like everybody else um and she she is she's one of the best women on that roster and she deserves to be holding the title that Agreed. is absolutely for sure and my second match is the fact that the elite came back Kenny Omega ah. and the Bucks. They were the second match on the card, which the first match was good. I, 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 sorry, I will say that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus being in a cage, yeah. that was a great match. Like, Jungle Boy, oh, Jack Perry is over. Like, he's doing, like, he is transitioning into being Jack Perry. Um, the son of Luke Perry. Yeah. So I have solidarity to him because I was a Dylan fan. Yeah. So, like, he's he is getting over every time more, every time he comes out. But the second match was. Uh, a, ta uh, a trio's tag team defending their tag titles, uh, the uh, Death Triangle, which is three guys, uh, Lucha Bros, two uh, guys from Mexico that are uh, uh, luchadors, and then uh, their tag team partner, Pac, from England. And uh, they defended against the Elite. And the Elite had been gone for three months because of the media scrum with CM Punk and the fight afterwards and all that kind of stuff and legal people being involved, and they haven't been on TV for three months. And they came back, the lights went black, and they brought up the screen, and then they had some writing on the screen, and at the end of the writing it said, and we will carry on. And then it said, carry on. And then the lights kind of popped. And I said, popped, and you said what? They're going to play Kansas. I bet, they, oh, they should probably play Kansas, carry on my wayward son. And that is exactly, exactly what they what did. exactly what popped on. And let me tell you, that crowd, I don't think that crowd got any louder than they did that moment that night. I think everything else was downhill as far as crowd noise. The crowd got loud the rest of the night because we had a lot of cards and a lot of yeah. exciting moments. But that was definitely the loudest pop of the night. And it was well-deserved because those guys are back, and they should be back. They should have never been off TV. It's insane. But, um, man, I... I expected them to win. Everybody expected yeah. them to win, and they didn't. Yeah. The guys that they were against, the Death Triangle, they cheated and yeah. won and kept their titles. And so let me tell you, heel win. that was fantastic. Which makes me think, then, are they baby faces now? Yes, Lately. they are for sure baby faces. I will say, like for me, AEW is sort of like, let's say like WWE is like the master class in wrestling, and then AEW is like your little brother's like, I can do it if you can do it. And then they, like, I feel like, yes, they've got vets in the locker room and they're contributing, but AEW, as it gets on a little bit more, feels messier than more cohesive. And I feel like they are, I feel like it's like Tony Khan is a fan with a lot of money, but not a lot of insight into how to run a wrestling organization. And I worry that he's going to run it into the ground. Uh, he's... He does not have the experience. He no. did not grow up in a wrestling too big family. for his britches, really. Vince McMahon grew up in a wrestling family. So Vince McMahon followed his father and his grandfather's footsteps, and then he improved upon it, and he maximized yeah. that to its and global, now Triple H global potential. And I'm not saying I'm expecting AEW to be WWE. Don't get me wrong. They're just a little baby in terms of it. But I just feel like 
they've been around long enough to where I should see them getting better and not feel like they're getting worse. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the matches last night were rough. The, as far as storyline decisions, I was like, why? Like, yeah. I don't know why they did that. And I like, think it didn't people... like it doesn't make sense. Like, literally, there was a there was a match with two younger guys and a and an older guy, and the older guy won. And it's like the two younger guys had momentum and was getting over with the fans, and they just absolutely killed it. It made no sense. Yeah. You know, every, all of us in the room last night were like, why? Why, why did that would just that guy win? Why did he win? And the thing is, like. I'm all for an underdog. I'm all for like anybody could win. But with AEW, sometimes the people win. And I think there's actually no way they would have won. So there was a girl who's been injured for like 10 years from a neck injury. Seven. Seven Five. Years. Sorry. Actually, five years. She used to be Paige. Now her name is Soraya or Soraya. Soraya. And she went up against Britt Baker. That was a crappy match. She was very timid. You could tell she wasn't comfortable in the ring. She was not at all delivering on everything she said, which means Britt had to then cater to her. Britt had to sell her crappy moves. And then this girl won. And I'm like, okay, fine. I knew she was going to win because she was the comeback story. But in reality, Britt would have wiped the floor with her and left her a sopping mess of tears. And also in the case of uh, Britt Baker, I mean, like you could tell she's playing with uh, using kid gloves. Yeah. And and like and Britt, the uh, one of the best things about her is she don't have no kid kid gloves. The, but the thing is, is that of the women in that locker room, Britt Baker is the one woman in that locker locker room that has the most experience on TV in the last three years in AEW, and she has the ability to make sure that, that Soraya is not going to get hurt. Well, my thing is, Soraya needs to step back and go, okay, that was not a good match. That's what I brought to the table. If I can't do better than this, I need to stay out of the ring. If she's because it's going to hurt herself and AEW and Britt Baker. And also, if you wrestle in the ring continually, timidly, and, and nervously, you're going to get hurt or injure the other person exactly. you're with. And for those of you that don't watch wrestling, I mean, like, when you're – when wrestlers are in the ring, there are things that they do where literally they're giving their body to the other person in the ring and expecting them to not let them get hurt when they jump yeah, and move. Trust. There's a lot of trust there. And if you are in the ring with somebody who's super timid, you're going to have less trust in that person, and that's going to lead to an injury. Yeah, if I was Brit, I would not have trusted her to do anything for me. And you could tell that – I could tell from watching the match that, that Brit was running that match. I think that Soraya looked – like a mess and she looked nervous she didn't even look confident yes and i i don't like her anyway because none of her promos none of her anything i just felt like she was kind of whiny and annoying so i didn't like her but i can set that aside and just look at it from the match perspective and i'm like she shouldn't have been there when cm punk came back a year ago and he had his match against darby allen darby allen does this thing where he like he puts throws the person outside the ring and then when they get up he comes barreling and jumps through the ropes and hits them, and it looks like a car crash. He did that to Punk within five minutes of first five minutes of the match. And your dad looked at me and goes, Punk's going to be awake now. Yeah. And literally the rest of the match, Punk was golden. So Soraya was not awake. No. No. And, that, and, and Punk had been gone for seven years. He wasn't gone from an injury, but he was gone for seven years. Edge in WWE when he came back, he got he got to come back in the Royal Rumble. So his his first match back, he got to you know be in there with ease a bunch his of way in a ease his bit. way in. But then he had a Which match. Fine. But then he had a street fight match with Randy Orton that went forty minutes. And yes, he tore his his uh, 
He tore his tricep in that match, but he looked he looked like gold. He looked great. He didn't look timid at all to do anything. And there there's a big difference there. And if mm-hmm. if you're scared when you come back, you got to rethink. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, overall. Overall, I'd say the it was a, a C plus B minus pay per view. It wasn't their best pay per view, but I liked a couple of highlights we'll of the things. We'll get in three months and let you know how they do it. The yeah, next we'll one. see. We got a. Speaking of, Stephen was just saying um, how you look and don't like and stuff like that. It oh reminded me boy. last week. So when Stephen went to that U of M game, he was in the rain, he was in the snow, and like he's sitting next to me on the couch on Sunday, and I just looked at him, and his cheeks looked a little flushed. He is a nose runny kind of character anyway, but <laughs> it was excessive. I felt like he was blowing his nose more. And I looked at him and he's like, what? And I'm like pointing at him and I'm like, I don't like what I'm seeing here. No, her exact words to me were, I don't like what I'm looking at. And I was like, well, that's great. That's a great thing that a husband <laughs> loves to hear from his wife when she's looking directly at his face. I'm like, I don't like what I'm looking at here. I'm going to give you some Tylenol. You're looking a little flushed. I'm feeling his forehead. He's like, get away from me. I'm like, you don't feel 100%, do you? And he's like, well, maybe not, but I don't need you to say something like that to me. That doesn't help. I'm like, well, that's the kind of wife I am. So I don't, I don't like what I'm looking at. Great. I can Wonderful. say for the record that I currently do like what I'm looking at now, <laughs> if that helps. I feel better. Also, it is his face. Spoiler alert. I had a, I had a couple of days where I was just uh, not not great. The sinuses were, ugh. Yeah, were, when yeah. you're out and all that kind of weather. like. Yeah, it was not good. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right, y'all. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. We're coming on Thanksgiving this week. Yes, uh, this we got is Thanksgiving in two days after this airs. Yeah, so, so this airs on Tuesday. You guys are coming into a, a, a Thanksgiving week. I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Um, For our international listeners, I, I, you, you guys don't do Thanksgiving, but in this country we do Thanksgiving um, in, in November. It's to uh, celebrate, I guess, uh, Columbus coming over and uh, bringing smallpox and, and uh, you know, yeah, so that. I feel like Thanksgiving, as I recognize it, is just a time to be thankful for what yes. I have yes. and to spend time with my family and to eat like a lot of casserole-based food <laughs> that I wouldn't normally eat. And turkey. Uh, yes. for, for me, so that is that's uh, the colonization and you know the slaughter of people is not really what I. Am celebrating. You know, it's it's. I will say this because it's I, a weird. It's America's weird. It's I don't. it's weird, but at the same time, like uh, the way I look at Thanksgiving, and we're going to get into how our families have treated Thanksgiving over the years and why what it means to us, and that's what we're going to talk about. But for for me, uh, for, for me, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year, next to Halloween, for for one reason and one reason only: food. Yeah. I love food. There's no gifts giving. Yeah. It's get together and it's just so eat like, food all day and then yep. you eat leftovers on Friday. Yep. Maybe you eat leftovers on Saturday. Yes, I understand that, you know, the way Thanksgiving started was awful, but let me tell you, it is not about how it started, it's what you do with it now. Well, also too, I mean, we we are atheists, yes. but we celebrate Christmas. Like yep. we we love certain aspects of it, not the religious aspect. So it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I can't I, I, I can't go so far into the extreme that then I don't celebrate that like great time with my exactly. family that day that's important to my mom and like that doesn't that doesn't feel like the right choice either. So I and yeah. we don't normally take like leftovers home and stuff. 
ever. And my mom's like, I think I'm just going to make less of a few things this year. And I was like, Karen, I'm going to tell you, I've got my heart set on eating leftover Thanksgiving all day Friday when I am decorating and maybe even Saturday. So just have <laughs> at it. Go nuts with the stuffing because I'm taking it home. Yeah. I no promise. Kidding. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving was my dad's favorite holiday. Um, man, he, he loved to eat. He loved Thanksgiving. He, he loved family. Like he was just an overall good cook. Like I would have loved to have uh, hung out with him to like cook and eat. He like, was the best cook. He, when I, I remember we moved out where my mom lives. We moved out there in 1994, April of 94. Um, and that year, uh, we went to Texas. Uh, maybe we went to Texas the year before, maybe. My, we went to Texas maybe in 92 or 93. Um, and my uncles deep fried turkey. My uncle Bill, my uncle Charlie, uh, they deep fried turkey because that's something they had learned to do in Louisiana. And my dad spent the entire time that they were cooking in there with them, going, Oh, I could probably do that. Came home, and in 94, we bought our house, and then we got to Thanksgiving, and my dad's like, I'm going to try deep frying a turkey. And my mom's like, All right. So he did it. And Man, let me tell you, that was fantastic. I've never for the had family one. for the family to have deep fried turkey. It was like, all right, there's no going back. I've still never had one. So in '95, my dad by by this point, my dad deep fried a turkey during the summer or something for like a church picnic or something like that. Like to it, test it out. Yeah, no, not to test it out, but just because pe- people would talk. Mm-hmm. We had talked about it, and uh, that changed everything. Yeah. Because that year in 95 and years after that, he started cooking. He would tell people, you buy a 12-pound turkey and you bring it to me on Wednesday. And he had like six coolers. He would put two turkeys to a cooler. He would uh, inject them. He got to where he was making his own injector, which he di- when he died, he took the injector recipe with him because he never wrote it down. Um and uh, he would inject the turkey. He got into doing a rub. He had all this stuff. But literally on Thanksgiving Day, before I got up at like 9 o'clock, he had already cooked like four birds. That's so cool. Your dad, I, I, I just wish our dads had been able to meet. Yeah. Because I feel like they are both like the self-made men. They're both like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing over there. I could do that. And maybe I could doctor it up a little bit. Yep. And do it this way. And I feel like they both had that. And like when you talk about your dad, it it just makes me wish they could have met each other. My dad started deep frying turkey at Cornerstone every year in the middle of July. He would deep fry a turkey and invite people over to the campsite. Because my dad liked two things more than anything. He liked conversation and food. Okay. If if those you good if you're gonna pick a couple of things, those are good ones. <laughs> if you if you knew my dad, you knew that he loved to sit down and have a deep conversation about anything. He would talk to you about anything, and he was never a person that would like tell you your opinions are dumb or stupid or anything like that. He would listen to you and he would converse with you. And the more people that are there for it, the better. Um, and I the know more food, the better. Who likes to have long conversations? Yeah, I mean that that, that was my dad, man, to a T. Like cool. uh, every Thanksgiving for me, like after having deep fried turkey for so many years, uh, ten plus years or more, like uh, baked turkey to me. No offense to anyone who makes baked turkey, 
but it always tastes dry. I told you last year, get the stuff and start trying to do it. You yeah, didn't do it. So, I did not. Because my parents are both like, if you want to do a turkey, do it. Yeah. So you need to get the stuff this year and we'll have everyone over for like a quote unquote barbecue in the summer and yeah. we'll deep fry a turkey. Yeah, we're going to have to but do something. Thanksgiving yeah. is food. Food and family. I mean, that's just... That's the two like paramounts are food and family sharing a meal together, talking, you know, all of that. Like my when I think of Thanksgiving, I think of my grandma Urso, my mom's mom. She's yes. the one that always hosted it. Um, she's the one that would make and maybe you other people have this too, but um a broccoli and cheese casserole. It's uh -huh. like broccoli and cheese with like croutons on the top. And like we stopped making it because there's not that many of us and there's just so much food and i text my mom on thursday and said broccoli casserole question mark and she says i wasn't planning on it did you want it i said i wouldn't no i don't not want it <laughs> and so she's like yesterday she was like well i've still got to go to the store to get some broccoli because somebody needs broccoli casserole this year i'm like yeah there's just i don't know like it just that makes me think of my grandma like my grandma always hosted Thanksgiving. We would have it in her dining room. And then when my dad's parents started coming to holidays at her house too, we had it in the basement. And then when she got too old, my parents had it in our small little house on Auburn in Detroit. We had it. And like those memories to me are like Wednesday, we'd get home. I guess we probably had a half day or something. And my grandma Ursa would come over and she would spend the night Wednesday. She would help like meal prep and my mom and me and her would cook stuff and get stuff ready and then she would like stay over and like I think she would sleep in my room and it was just so cool Eric and I loved having grandma spend the night that was like the best part of Thanksgiving was that grandma Urso spent the night it was so cool so fun like I'm literally like oh if ever I host Thanksgiving maybe my mom will spend the night the night before like we don't have like grandkids or anything for her but like that would just be so cool like I don't know I just, that was a great tradition for me. I loved it. I, Thanksgiving was just always just so fun and warm. And like you said, there was no gifts. There's no, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So there's not that excess other than just like food and conversation. Yeah. My, my dad, Tennessee didn't, didn't get snow that often, but my dad would be out there deep frying turkey in the snow. He didn't care. He'd have the garage door open and he'd have himself inside the garage to, yeah. to, himself sitting inside the garage to get out of the wind and he'd have the the deep fried turkey there man it's it, there's just something about there's something about being around um being around family and eating food around thanksgiving there's just something about it to me it, there's nothing more important than than being with your family yeah. and, and and for those of you that can't be with your family this year uh i that 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 sucks that's tough i mean we, 2020 was rough for a lot of people not being able to be with their families and stuff like that um, we, we were still able to be with your parents yeah. and brother. Um, and, and I'm thankful for that, but your dad does a thing, uh, when we get together that I think is very cool. Um, he, he asks everybody to take a moment and think about those of uh, those that came before us that are family members, um, that, uh, pave the way for, for what we walk on every day and, and pave the way for our lives that yeah. we live, you know? And that are are unfortunately not with us anymore. Your grandparents, my grandparents, my dad, like, yeah. you know that sort of thing. And and I I love that he does that. That's the coolest me thing too. because, from me, that it just on a personal level, like he, I know that he wishes he could have met my dad too because we've talked about it a yeah. lot. But when he says that, I it just it just crystallizes it even more 
that he cares about me as a person and what I think about and what I care about. Yep. And that's cool. Um, I, I, I recommend people doing something like that at Thanksgiving. Just yeah. think about like your, your ancestral family that, that paved the way for you when you were a kid and yeah. did stuff and made stuff fun or cool. And, and, it, and I know that there's possibility that there's listeners that may not have had a, a joyful time. And that's, yep. that's also a possibility of which I would say, do your best to have the best Thanksgiving that you I can think have. That no matter what your life is, there is always, always, always something to be grateful for. Always, no matter how insignificant it may seem, there is always something to be grateful for. And not just at Thanksgiving, but all throughout the year, it's important to remember that, you know, and there's always someone worse off than you, which doesn't minimize what you're going through. But there is just always something to be grateful for, because if there's not, then there's really no point to any of it. Uh, I would also like to uh, I, I'd like to give a shout out to Ricky and his family because I, I spent a lot of years up here in Michigan without family and Ricky always him and his dad always made sure that I came to their Thanksgiving if I wasn't going somewhere else like they always nice. sit, like weeks before were like hey if you're not going anywhere you're always welcome at our family and I've probably spent probably I don't know I've been here for 20 years now I probably spent 10 years at his at his house for Thanksgiving. That's cool. Yeah, like I really appreciate. I hope I'm keeping that. up the torch, okay, Ricky. I <laughs> pass the torch on to me. I've got it. Yeah. Hope I'm making you proud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but his dad was like always very happy to see me come over for Thanksgiving. He's like, man, he's like, I love you. I'm glad I you're here. I just met his dad for about three seconds in our house, and I was just, I got like, a, oh, he seems so nice. Like oh. he seems genuine and nice. He has a very warm warmth to him. Yeah, he is. He's the real deal. He's the real yeah. deal. He is what you see is what you get, and he's a very very cool guy yeah yeah but i i do love thanksgiving just a couple funny things so my mom like our vegetable to go along with our many casseroles would be like corn so (laughs) a couple cans of corn dumped in a pyrex dish that gets warmed up in the microwave and when we um we would have the microwave upstairs going downstairs the oven upstairs downstairs we'd bring everything up so we had all of thanksgiving once we like had the whole dinner, everything. And like a month later, maybe, or two months, maybe even like a few months later, we were downstairs cleaning out the basement and Eric opened the microwave and what was in it? A Pyrex dish with hardened corn kernels that never made it up to Thanksgiving dinner and sat there for like months. <laughs> so corn is the joke. Like where's corn? Where's the corn? And now that Steven really likes corn, she's really conscious about not leaving it in the microwave. So <laughs> the corn is out. And and I like to do something that your father does sometimes so um like if if i show up and we're eating food i go oh so there's no corn yeah exactly (laughs) oh we don't have this oh okay. so we just don't we don't eat corn anymore okay Okay, cool that's that's the type of thing your dad does and he's like oh great (laughs) i've also gotten into the habit where i like clean the turkey i don't know how this happened or how this started but like i'm up to out my elbows cleaning off the gizzard and doing everything and seasoning it and cleaning it. And then so I started naming my turkey. So every year I cover it in foil and I write its name on it. And then that's my this year. Thing. This year's turkey name will be Jimmy Bob. No, it will not. I Inspiration strikes me on the Wednesday before when I'm foiling it. And that's the name that... I feel like it's going to end up being Hamilton if she keeps listening to Hamilton. It's going to be Hamilton. <laughs> I don't Maybe it'll so. be Burr. <laughs> You're crazy. 
But another thing that we're doing this year, well, it started last year, is I'm starting a tradition of a family picture on Thanksgiving. Yep. So we do a photo at my parents with everybody in the living room. And then when we come home, Stephen and I take a photo with Soph and we get like our family portrait that we can put off that doesn't have like all the Christmas decorations. Granted, there will be a lot at Christmas too, but like I'm starting that tradition of our little like family just to have our pictures and He's looking for her right now. She abandoned yeah. us and ran upstairs. Yeah, and, and she's great at photo time, man. A- unless you're trying to take a selfie with her. If you're trying to do a selfie with her, she knows you're trying to take her photo, and she is looking away, but man. She's she don't good care at nothing about it. And staying for pictures. Yeah, she always has been. Yeah. So the end of Thanksgiving always rolls into what it's still called this, but it's not this anymore. Not anymore. Black Friday. Yeah. Black Friday when I was younger. So I used to work. Um, at a dentist office and I would come home from work the Tuesday night before I was helping my mom on Wednesday. That's when all the circulars would come out for all the stores and you'd get to go through them and map out your Friday where you're going to go. My mom and I would get up at 7 a.m. We'd always go to like Target first, which misses the first 5 a.m. rush. So if you go to Target at like 7 a.m., the first group of people are already leaving. You're in like a sweet spot of like not as many people. Oh, okay. But that was our thing. We'd go Black Friday shopping. We would go everywhere. We'd be hitting it out all day. You'd be getting all the deals. It would be so cool. And now it's like I've been getting ads from Target for the past two months telling me Black Friday specials, like yep. these Beats by Dre headphones Steven wants. Like I've already ordered them. He's already gotten them. And it's a Black Friday price. It's not getting any cheaper. And it's like it's just no fun anymore. Like I can order everything and like – People are also just kind of mean, like the whole everything of what Thanksgiving should be is totally like 180 for Friday, but like there's just nothing to go out for anymore. Like for me and my mom, it wasn't that we needed anything or wanted anything. It's just, as you all know, we like to shop. So it was just a fun like tradition for us to get up early and get our Starbucks and get out there and it's, it's just gone. It, it kind of sucks that, that tradition is gone in the advent of Amazon and online shopping. And I'm like looking through the Black Friday circular, adding it to my cart, checking out. Oh, that was super fun. Um, in 19, in 2019, when we moved in together in August, that first Thanksgiving, we were putting up our tree. We needed tinsel. We've told the story on the podcast. Um, but I, I remember the chaos of Target when we went into the electronics section. Yeah. That is what I remember. Um, I never, now when there's no point when you can just buy it online, I never did. Um, I, I never did black Friday shopping until I moved to Michigan. I moved to Michigan in uh, March of 2001. And then, uh, by January of 2002, I started working for quest diagnostics, a blood lab in Auburn Hills. And I was working midnights for a year and a half. So my first year in, in, uh, 2002, that Thanksgiving, I was on a midnight schedule. Okay. Um, so I went to Ricky's for Thanksgiving. Actually, I might have went to my ex's, Ricky's uh, now wife, Andrea. I think I actually went to her. I might have went to both families if, if I'm thinking about it. You like food. I do like food. So I probably did both. Um, but I, you know, I stayed up all Thanksgiving night. So when it came midnight, I went with a few friends. It might have been Ricky and Andrea. They might have been some of them. But we went to a few places. And I'm going to tell you. The chaos in 2002 for going oh, to yeah. a store on Black Friday 
Oh my gosh. Well, that's when that's like, at the time when people are being trampled and killed walking I, into a Walmart. I mean, it was insane. Like we went to Best Buy. We showed up to Best Buy. That's the first place we went because I was like, oh, maybe I'll find a TV or something cheap. You know, who who knows, right? Yeah. It was absolute chaos. Yep, it's crazy. Like I went in there. I found, I think I found like a pair of headphones or something for cheap. And literally the line to check yep. out was like a hundred people. And I was like, I don't want it. That's bad. That, I, I was like, I don't want it this bad to save 20 bucks. I'd rather come on a day when nobody's here and get out in five minutes. And that's why my mom and I went for the fun of it. We didn't have a list of like, oh, we have to specifically get this TV or get that. We just went to browse around and go. Because if you went for that, it's like a freaking job. It's a nightmare. Well, that's what I, I didn't know what I would well, no, find. Well, no, I know. But I'm just saying like. But I was like, oh. The reason that line's so bad is because 500 people knew those headphones were $20 off, and so they were in line for them. Yeah. So, and at a certain point in the mid 2000s, uh, Best Buy started doing this thing where, like, they would walk out and they go, everybody's standing in line at the door because they haven't opened the door, and they would have tickets and they'd go, okay, are you here for the 70 inch plasma television? Yes. Okay, here's a ticket. And then they'd go all the way down, and then they'd get to a certain point and they'd hand out the last ticket, and they'd look at everybody else on the line. If you're here for the 70 inch plasma, we've already given out all the tickets mm. because they got tired of people getting trampled and actually yeah. some people dying, which yes. is insane. Absolutely insane. Coming off of the holiday of being grateful for your family and your friends. But the thing, the thing that I will say is this: is that so? We hopefully we've moved away from the trampling and dying over Black Friday. But I feel like there's got to be some sort of median between being trampled and being uh, trampled in my email inbox from Target in October for a Black Friday sale. First of all, if I hear you complain about your Target inbox one more time, I'm going to flick you in the forehead. Because do I you get, know how much stuff that you have bought from Target in the last couple months because you have seen the emails? Do I you get know? four emails a day Headphones, from them. video games, books. Oh, <laughs> uh, babe, look at this. Did you see this? This is from Target. I, I mean, it's so, I'm just, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. You know what? It's ridiculous. No, you won't, Four no. emails a day? Like, give me give me two a week, Target. You know what? No, Back off. You leave Target alone. Back off my email, Target. You leave them alone. Ugh. Moving on to our entertainment section, which is not <laughs> going to be me beating up Steven. Maybe another time. <laughs> so. my One of my favorite things Thanksgiving morning is to watch the parade. So not every city has like a big old parade. Detroit does. Detroit's parade premiered 80 years ago in 1924 at the same time that the um, the Macy's Day Parade premiered in New York. Ooh. So we we have a legit parade here. This is not like a little, you know, high school marching band Memorial Day parade. Like this is like a legit parade here that people watch live online. Like, it's amazing. Um, it started the Hudson Company. There was a big two-story, maybe even three-story Hudson in downtown Detroit. They sponsored the parade. Then Art Van was the big sponsor. Then, unfortunately, Art Van closed Gardner White and then some other corporations in the area. There's a Detroit Parade Company you can go downtown and take tours of, which wow. I've actually never done and really would like to. Um, we've got awesome floats. There's so many people. The year I lived downtown, the parade goes on Woodward and I lived one block behind Woodward on Washington Avenue. So I was able to walk out of my apartment and like cross the street and like watch the parade because it gets super congested down there. I've gone down a couple times to park and watch the parade. It's a long day. So it was really cool when I lived down there to do that. But I love the parade. I watch it every year. 
it's the same kind of thing. It ends with Santa coming and getting the key to the city and all of that. But there's great musical guests, great bands. Um, there's Detroit celebrities. It's it's a really great parade. I love to watch it every year. Um, I, I, I like the, the people that are doing the commentating. Yeah. They have fun. Yeah. We watch Channel 4. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah those, the WDIV the, local Channel 4. Yeah. The, the people on 4, the guys and gals there, yeah. they have fun. You know, they... they they seem like they're actually enjoying working on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, like, exactly. Because yeah. the, the parade is just such a sense of camaraderie. Yeah. You very rarely hear about anything like going down bad or any kind of like violence or anything. It's just like a fun, fun thing. And my friend just posted, my friend Jules, um, she posted her daughter is in Girl Scouts. And they just went and did a tour of the parade company. And I saw her pictures and stuff. And I'm like, I want to do the parade. Like, they have this one thing where it's called, like, I don't remember what it's actually called. But it's all these, like, big heads. Ah. And all these, like, people walking down the parade with, like, these big, like, paper mache heads of celebrities, of just, like, clowns, of just whatever. And it's, like, a whole thing for our parade, which is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. My mom likes to watch the Macy Day Parade every year. Yeah. Um, if we didn't have our own parade, I would, I would watch that, you know, yeah. but we have our own. Yeah. Which not every big city has no, their own parade, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm glad it's still around, you know, with Hudson leaving, with Art Van leaving. That was a big concern when Art Van closed, like the parade. So I, I think we've got enough people going in the city, enough people like giving back to keep the parade going. Yeah. So, so if, uh, if you're. If you're not a parade watcher, but maybe you're a movie watcher, we have a handful of movies. Yes, we've got three. And uh, uh, they're all uh, streaming on uh, various platforms, but I think they're all three on Hulu this yes, year. Yes, this first Actually, one. Actually, I'm sorry, uh, the Planes, Trains, and Automobiles will be on TV. It's not streaming yeah. anywhere, but you'll be able to find that probably somewhere, like like A Christmas Story. It'll probably be playing all day yeah. on a station somewhere. But the first movie we're going to do is a Jodie Foster film. Home, Home for, for the, the holidays. holidays. All right, so the movie poster. I'm going to read the movie poster for every one of these because I think it's fantastic. Um, this movie is from uh, 1995, PG-13. On the fourth Thursday in November, 84 million American families will gather together, dot, 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 and wonder why. Hilarious. And I had never seen this till we watched it last, last year. year. Yeah. It honestly, I mean, it has an all-star cast. You've got Robert Downey Jr., Anne Bancroft, Holly Hunter, Dylan McDermott, yep. Steve Gutenberg. Oh, like, yeah. There's a ton. Of Claire Danes is a small role. There's yep. a ton of people in this movie. Glad, uh, 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 Grandoline, oh, man, I'm going to say that name wrong. Chaplin? Geraldine Chaplin. Geraldine Chaplin. There Do you, you know go. who yeah. that is? Yeah, I've seen her in other oh, stuff. Yeah, I never she plays have. she plays Aunt Gladys. She's oh man, Charles Durning. Yeah, there is a lot of people in it. So it's basically about Holly Hunter's quirky character. She lives in I think Boston, and she's going back home for the holidays to her parents' house for Thanksgiving. And yeah, it's just Woo. a wacky cavalcade of characters and drama and revelations and oh, oh my gosh, just what? like family nonsense. Like it's great. Like, I feel like Robert Downey Jr., like, it's from 1995, so he wouldn't have done this, but I feel like he downed a case of Red Bull before he started acting, because, man, he is just yeah. all over the place. It's great, though. I I, I, I like I it. it. I think it's yeah. good. He was like, I don't know if I want to watch it again this year, and I'm like, no, we're watching these again. We're going to talk about them, and honestly, I was like, I enjoyed this movie so much more the second time this yeah. year than before. I don't know if it was picking up on different stuff or just really... 
I mean, it just really captures that family feel. And it's directed by Jodie Foster, which yeah, is something Jody, I didn't I pick up on last year. Did she write it as no. well? Okay. No, it's written by W.G. Uh, Richer and Chris okay. Radent. Okay. Well, it it's good. I recommend it. It's good. And it's a family-friendly film. Like, yeah. it's not like, I don't know what it's rated, to be honest. It's rated PG-13. Okay, but that's what I, I mean, thought. there's, I, I don't. I don't remember any like harsh. Yeah. Uh, if no. anything, it might be like for but it, it back in '95 for a PG-13 movie, you could get away with I think with saying one F word and it'd yeah. be PG-13. And our next. But I don't even think there's that in this movie. Our next movie is two years before '93. Yep. A movie that you might not think of as a Thanksgiving movie, but it is. Yep. He's a relative nightmare. Son-in-law. Starring Polly Shore and my girl, Carla Gugino. Oh, my gosh. I, I, hadn't, I had seen this movie about a million times, but I hadn't seen it in a while. I forgot how funny this movie is. It's got the kid from Sandlot who plays the catcher, Patrick, yes, Patrick Ren- uh, Renna. Oh, my gosh. T- uh, Tiffany... Uh, Tiffany Thiessen. Amber Thiessen, yeah. She, yeah, she's, I don't think she's oh, an I, Amber anymore. I think she anymore. got rid of the Amber. She'll yeah. always be Tiffany Amber Thiessen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly Kapowski. But that this movie's great. It's about, you know, a small town farm girl leaving, I don't know, let's say South Nebraska or something, yep. going to LA for school yep. and just being out of her element, meeting her Polly Shore resident advisor. If anyone knows any Polly Shore movies, he plays the same guy in everything. So <laughs> it was wacky and he goes back home with her for Thanksgiving. So oh. it's ridiculous, it's cheesy, it's a n- straight up 90s movie, but I love it. I love Son in Law. Yeah. I think it's great. It honestly made me be like, man, whatever happened to Polly Shore? Like, you know, it's interesting because this time around I noticed that like Polly Shore doesn't do his hey, buddy. He doesn't do that. But Carla Guina or Gagino does it to him like three times yeah. in the movie. And I was like, that's hilarious. She's yeah. the one giving him his line. Yeah, she got it from him. Yeah, I was like, that's great. But that movie is great. I highly recommend it. It's fun. I'm sure you've all seen it out there. And that movie is on Hulu. Yeah. Play, uh, Home for the Holidays is on Hulu, but with commercials, it's not like streaming on there. So yep. we actually just randomly bought it one year. We bought it last year because we couldn't find it anywhere streaming. And then yeah. this year it was streaming and then there's way too many ads. So we're yeah. like, all right, we'll watch it. But Son-in-Law is on Hulu. Yep. Our third movie is a movie that I believe everyone probably knows the most as being the Thanksgiving movie, which is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 1987. What he really wanted was to go home for Thanksgiving with his family. What he got instead was Three Days with the Turkey. Oh my gosh, Steve Martin and John, John Candy. Candy. And I will tell you, as I get older, I am like, I'm on Steve Martin's side for a lot of it. And Del- Steven there is- thinks I'm evil because... Dale Griff- Griffith-, Griffith is one of the nicest guys. He's just a nice he guy. Is, but he's slovenly. He's a slob. <laughs> And I, we were sitting there and uh, things were happening and I found myself making like a face and then they'd pan to Steve Martin and he'd be making the same (laughs) face. And I'm like, I feel you, Neil. The older I get, I feel you. Oh my gosh. I... But they're, I very they're much. the two stars. You get a little Kevin Bacon um, cameo. Yeah. Oh, Michael yeah. McKeon's in it. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of people that are in it. Little like pop-ins here and there. And yeah, it's... So there's a couple things about planes, trains, and automobiles. I, I recommend doing a Google search to learn learn some uh, crazy trivia about it because it's it's interesting. The cameo with Kevin Bacon was planned because... He's in another movie that that uh, John Hughes directs. Um, can you remember that? She's having a baby. She's having a baby, which came out after Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 
But in that movie, he plays the opposite character where somebody steals a taxi from him racing to a taxi, which I think is interesting. Also, at some point, um, I believe we see in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, or at least we hear audio. Hear, like audio, yeah. We hear audio from She's Having a Baby as yep. well. Um, so those movies are kind of in the same universe, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but man, Kevin Bacon, he doesn't have any dialogue, but it's it's a hilariously awesome scene with him and Steve Martin racing to get a taxi. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. That's a good movie. I love that movie. Uh, but yeah, so John Hughes apparently wrote this after a hellish trip back to New York City from Chicago. Which is crazy to me because I'm like, I want to know how much, like, I want to know down to the detail of what is true, what's fabricated, what's just dramatized. Yep. Because this would be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And it sounds like it was a nightmare for him to go from New York City to Chicago once. And he made this yeah. this sort of thing. John Hughes um, is awesome. Uh, but yeah just the whole the whole thing like it got delayed they didn't have enough snow in chicago so they ended up filming in new york and then some of these cameos that happened through the movie are because it was delayed it got delayed long enough um that uh dylan baker he plays this crazy backwoods hillbilly guy that takes him in a truck at some point and he had no lines of dialogue but due to the fact they got delayed so many times john hughes wrote him some lines and actually gave him more of a scene oh i didn't know that yeah he originally was just supposed to pick him up and and it was just gonna move on but he gave him lines um like uh uh, john candy showed up with exercise equipment for for the movie like he brought exercise equipment with him he like to put in his trailer and stuff, which I, that's just weird. Um, but yeah, not enough snow. Um, the, uh, uh, what's the, the big one? Um, oh, so it got an R rating because of a scene in which Steve Martin loses it and drops a bunch of F bombs on the lady at the car rental place. Yes. The, the big trivia... The That's vo- played by Edie McClurg. You've seen her in tons of 80s stuff. So she has said that she still gets people that ask her to say the line that she says to him at the end of his rant, which I can't say on the podcast because it, it's... Well, it's basically your effed. Yeah. Um, so she gets people that asks her to say that when she meets him in, in person. Um, she had no lines of dialogue because when he shows up, she's on the phone and John Hughes was just like, make something up. Yeah, just ad-lib what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah, so she's acting like she's talking to her sister about, you know, uh, how... Planning for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and how she would bring, like, uh, she said so- something about an item that she would bring that doesn't require cooking, because in real life she can't cook. Yeah. So there's that. And then she does the Happy Thanksgiving gobble-gobble, which is... Hilarious. Absolutely awesome. I love it every time. I'm like, that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, all of that is ad-lib until she gets off the phone. And I think that's, uh, once again, like a clever... Um, it, it just shows her ability as an actress to to, to be funny and yes. be like naturally funny. Yes. Uh, but yeah, look look up trivia on Blaine's Plane Change and Automobiles. It's great. Yeah, but that was good. I'm sure that movie will probably be on one or two stations. Oh, I'm certain it will. Yeah. So. so, well, I just want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope that you all enjoy your day on Thursday, whether you have Thanksgiving, whether you just have a day off, whether whatever you're doing. Yep, and if you don't have Friday off, I man, uh, tr- try to enjoy Thursday as much as possible. Yes, I remember yes. those days as well. Yeah, so. so 
Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy birthday to my mom. Yeah. yeah. And you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram. Not so much Twitter anymore, but Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um, anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, email, feedback. We love your feedback. Tell us your crazy Thanksgiving story. We'll probably have a little bit more Thanksgiving next episode after ours. So yep. tell us something funny that happened or, you know, something crazy or something you're really thankful for. And we would love to hear about it. So yeah. And uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Give yes. us a, give us a rating. Um, yep. Yeah. Hit, right. Hitting that subscribe button helps with our analytics. Uh, can't, can't say that enough. Thanks man. for listening. Yeah. One thing we're thankful for is you guys listening. So yeah. thank you. Please know that we appreciate that. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye y'all. Testing. Testing. Say something. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah. Cool. Happy Thanksgiving.